length of the body, you have, you know, very bright. Yes. You can see clearly. Okay, that's the plain meaning, perhaps, you know. This, this is what Jesus said, okay. Therefore, you are, if your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. Okay, the plain meaning we can understand, you know. And the second verse is, but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? What does it mean, you know? You know, Jesus, did Jesus have to say such things? I don't think so. But the problem, simply understanding the planning meaning of the words, we don't catch any important lesson from this, okay? So I don't know what it is, okay? But when I, as I said, when I was in Israel, I learned from the Jewish people. Now, of course, we spoke there in Hebrew, and all the teachings, learning was in Hebrew, also the church meetings was in Hebrew, and of course I learned Hebrew, and I had to speak Hebrew every day in my daily lives. And I understood there was an idiom in Hebrew language, you know. Now, all the languages have idioms, right? Can you give me one idiom in English, an idiom you know? Just what is idiom? Just give me, a, give me an example, okay? In English. Okay. An idiom. I'm sorry? You use every day, right? What? Huh? I don't hear you. I don't hear you. Okay, forget about that, okay? Yeah. But I know you are using every day, okay? In Hebrew, there's an idiom. Uh, in Hebrew, they pronounce ayin. Ayin means I, okay? Perhaps I is related to Hebrew ayin, I don't know. Ayin, tova. Tova means, tova is good. Tova in feminine form means good. Good eye. Ayin, tova, good eye. And bad eye means ayin, ra in Hebrew, okay? Good eye in Hebrew is an idiom, okay? You know what? It means, good eye means generous, being generous, you know. When you see need of someone else, you just, you know, you, you are willing to give away whatever you have, okay? That, that's the meaning of good eye. So, I'm asking again, do you have good eyes or not? Do you have good eyes? Do you have good eyes? Really? You are wearing glasses though, okay? Do you have good eyes? Do you? Do you have good eyes? Do you have good eyes? Okay. In Hebrew, because it means generous, okay? That means, then, bad eye or bad eyes mean, what does it mean? Stingy. Okay. Do you have good eyes? Sometimes you are stingy, sometimes you are good, generous, right? <laughs> in Hebrew, okay? not in English, okay? Not in Chinese, okay? All in Hebrew, there's an idiom, good eye means being generous, okay? And bad eye means, what does it mean? Being stingy, okay? So when we speak in Hebrew, we are very careful actually. You know, someone asks you, I have, you know, do you have good eyes? Huh? You have to choose, you know, what does it mean? Simple meaning, plain meaning, or just idiom? Yeah. The figurative meaning. Okay? There's difference. So in this passage, Even though the original language was written in Greek, Jesus, I, I believe, he spoke in Hebrew or in Aramaic, okay? They are very similar. 
When Jesus said this in Hebrew to his disciples, he said, "Okay, your eyes are good. That means you're being generous. You know, then your body, your whole life is full of light. You being you being a stingy person. Okay, then your life will be full of darkness. That is the meaning. Then you can see the whole context of Matthew chapter." Six from 19 to the end of the chapter, you can see he's talking. Jesus talking about wealth, okay? How to use your money, okay? Then, according to the context and according to the Hebrew idiom, it is very clear. Jesus talking about not playing many of the good eyes, but being generous, okay? So we can learn, you know, by reading correctly this passage, we can learn Jesus is teaching us you should be generous, okay? Not stingy. Got it? Okay. So here is reason we have to know how to read the Bible. You know, without knowing this, you know, you misunderstand. You know, you misunderstand the Word of God. That's very, very dangerous. Now the next one. Uh, I don't know these terms. Hebraic. I have to explain. Okay. Uh, in the Greek New Testament, okay, there are uh, plenty Hebrew idioms. There are some Hebrew idioms, not plenty. I cannot say. And Hebrew expressions, there are many. Okay, uh, so when we read the Bible, you know, we are reading English Bible translation from Greek or from Hebrew. You have to know, you know, these possibilities. Okay, this is written. Okay, we are, we are reading in English, but you have to know uh, the Hebrew expression is different from English expression. Okay. I know you cannot catch all these meanings, but but sometimes by learning you can catch the real meaning. You know, as I said, good eyes means what is that? Generosity. How about bad eyes? Meanness, tenderness. Okay, selfishness, lacking generosity, or miser, etc. Okay, and we can find actually suppose from the Old Testament. Okay, also from the context. Here I just put all the references. For example, Proverbs twenty to nine. Okay, let's read together. Good eyes. We just read the good eye. Continue. The good eye will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. Okay, this is written in Proverbs. Okay, if you have good eyes, you are blessed. You know why? Because, because you share your food with the poor. Okay, those who have good eyes, they are willing to share their food with the poor. So in this case, you can know in Hebrew, good eye means the generous people. Okay, how about twenty-three six? Okay, let's read together. Do not eat the bread of a miser. Actually, in Hebrew, bad eye. If you see someone, you know, has bad eye, uh, do not eat with him. Okay, do not eat, even though he invites or she invites you. Okay, do not eat. Why? No desire his delicacy is for. Continue. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you. But his heart is not with you. Okay. Bad eye. That's Hebrew. Okay. Someone who has bad eye, even though he invites you to eat with him, do not eat. You know. He speaks out. Okay, I invite you. I'm happy to invite you, but actually he doesn't want in his heart. Okay. What does it mean? Bad eye. What does it mean? Stingy. Okay. Nice. And there's another one, Proverbs 28:22. Okay, actually in Hebrew it is bad eye. Okay, not the stage. Okay, bad eye. Continue. Are uh, eager to get rich and are unaware that poverty awaits them. Okay, did you see? Uh, in the Old Testament we can find this Hebrew idiom. So, good eye, 
if you simply take it uh, as a plain meaning, you never understand what Jesus meant. If you know the idiom, the meaning of the idiom, you can know. Okay, good eye means what? Being generous. Okay. How about bad eye? Stingy. That's all in Hebrew, not in Greek. Okay, not in your language. Okay, not in Chinese, not in English. Okay, but it's written in Hebrew. It was spoken by Jesus in Hebrew, perhaps. Okay, not in Greek. So we have to know that. Okay, And we continue. Uh, the second question is. Uh, we today call Old Testament, uh, the Old Testament. But how was this book, Old Testament, was called in Jesus' time? This is my second question, okay? Uh, how do you call the Bible? You don't call it the Old Bible. When we say the Bible, there are two parts in it. One is the Old Testament, right? And the second part is, how do you call that? The New Testament, okay? the Old Testament and the New Testament. But how about in Jesus' time? How did they call this Old Testament? How did they call it? Huh? The Law and Prophets. That's good. You know that. And where else? Okay. They didn't call it the Old Testament because they didn't have it, the New Testament, right? How about, did they call it the Bible? Perhaps. We don't know. Okay, let, okay, Luke 24, 44. Let's read together. It's NIV. I just put the NIV. He said to them, together, This is what I told you while I was there with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Okay? This is what Jesus said. Okay? The law of Moses. Law in Hebrew, Torah. Torah. Okay? Torah. Torah means the law. The law of Moses and prophets. In Chinese, they added the books of the prophets. Okay? But in Hebrew, in Greek, it's not written. It doesn't have the books. The prophets and the Psalms. Okay? These three parts, actually, Jesus using these three terms, phrases, he's pointing to the so-called Old Testament. Okay? They didn't know if they called, you know, someone called the Old Testament, they didn't know what that was, okay? Simply, you have to call it a different way. The Law of Moses, the Prophets, and the Psalms. But this is the only case, we have three, three phrases, three parts, okay? But other cases, many of them, most of them, actually have the Law of Moses, although simply the Law and Prophets, simply two parts. And that means the Old Testament. Okay? So when you read the New Testament, when you, anytime when you meet this phrase, the Lord Moses and the prophets, ah, ah, this is the Bible. This is the Bible of that time. That's the only Bible they had at that time. Okay? They didn't have the New Testament yet. That is the Bible. And also I'm pointing, Jesus is the main, uh, is the main topic of the Old Testament. You know, he is the topic. You know? All the scriptures are talking about Jesus. So if you cannot find Jesus when you read the Old Testament, you are reading in vain. Okay? You have to figure out what he's talking about, Jesus. In Hebrew, the Jewish people still call the Old Testament Tanakh. Uh, I have a question. Today, many Jewish people, they don't believe in Jesus Christ. Okay? Do they call the Old Testament the same way as we call or not? Do they call the Bible, okay? 
We call that the Old Testament. Do they call that way or not? They won't. You know why? Because they don't believe the New Testament. Okay? They don't believe in Jesus. If they believe, they can call that way. But they don't believe in Jesus. Many of them. That's why they won't call the Old Testament, the OT. They just, you know, using another one. Tanakh is a term. T is Torah, the law of Moses, and Nevim, the prophets, Hebrew of the prophets, and Ketvim, other writings, like some, okay? And the first initial T and K, Tanakh, okay? That's the name for the OT. Yeah, this is different name. And if we go to Matthew 5:17, okay, let's read together. Do not think that I came to destroy the law of the prophets, All the prophets, I'm sorry. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. This is what Jesus said, okay? Jesus said, I, I didn't come here to destroy what? To destroy what? The law or the prophets. What does it mean? The Bible at that time, okay? The reason, the purpose Jesus came to the earth was not to destroy the Bible, okay? He didn't come to destroy the Bible, okay? He came to fulfill, okay? He came to fulfill. He just, just came to fulfill all the scriptures, you know. That is the reason he came, okay? Then, what's the New Testament, okay? It's a record of the fulfillment of OT by Jesus and the Holy Spirit, okay? Everything was fulfilled through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And those are written in the New Testament, okay? So we have now, as Christians, we have the Old and New Testaments, okay? All together, we call them the Bible. We call them as one book. Actually, it's not a single book. It has a lot of books in it, okay? And Luke 16.29, Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets, okay? This is a story between uh, Lazarus, uh, the beggar, and the rich man, uh, told by Jesus Christ. Okay. Abraham is saying in the story, they had the people on the earth, they had Moses and the prophets. Again, what does it mean? The Bible at that time. They had the Bible. Let them listen to them, listen to the Bible. Okay? Why then? Because Moses and the prophets in plural form. That's why it's written in plural them. Okay? And again, he said to him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, If they don't listen to the Bible, they won't be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead, okay? The Bible is given to the world by God, you know? The Bible, okay, the Torah, the law of Moses, and the prophets were given, as well as the New Testament, given to the world by God. For what? To witness to Jesus Christ, okay? To tell us who Jesus is. That's the main reason, you know, of the existence of this book. And there's another term. Okay, let's read together. John 5.39 You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. Okay, these again the scriptures in plural form. Okay, not in uh, singular. The scriptures in Greek, das graphas. Das graphas, you know. It's interesting, if you read the Greek Bible, Whenever uh, indicate, whenever the indicate the, the Old Testament is in plural form, not in singular form, okay? The scriptures, the scriptures. You know why? Today you have 
this type of book, okay? You just bind the pages together in this form. Very, very convenient to use. We call this type of binding codex, C-O-D-X, from Latin, codex. But they used roll up the papers, okay, like this. We call this scrolls, okay? In Jesus' time, they didn't have this type of binding. They didn't have yet. From the second century AD, before that, in Jesus' time, all the books rolled up like this. Have you ever heard Dead Sea Scrolls or not? Okay, all the scrolls, not in this type, codex, but in scrolls. All the scrolls, ancient scrolls, okay? Uh, that's why you cannot hold the whole Old Testament in one scroll. It's too long. It's very heavy, okay? It's in leather, okay? It's a lot of money. It costs a lot of money. So they just have one book, and most five books of Torah, Moses together, from Genesis to Deuteronomy together. Still, if you today make one scroll, parchment, we call it parchment, written on leather, okay? The animal skin, made of animal skin. It costs, for simply five books of Moses, more than $20,000 today. Can you purchase one Bible? Just a portion of the Bible? It's very expensive, right? Very, very expensive. Okay. Just one portion of the Bible. Okay. Uh, let's say just Isaiah, one score. Perhaps it costs about $10,000. No. $10,000. Can you afford it or not? Then you have to buy you know, many, many scrolls. Very heavy. And it costs a lot of money. So that's why uh, in ancient times, they don't have in one codex type book holding all the, by all the books. They have separate books. That's why the scriptures, okay? This is the word, okay, another term for the Old Testament in Jesus' time. The scriptures. It occurs so many places. Matthew 21, 42. You can look for them, okay? Simply sometimes, simply the books. The Biblia. Okay. In Greek, the Biblia means book. Biblos means papyrus. comes from papyrus. Papyrus was, was kind of paper used in Egypt. Okay. It's kind of read. Have you ever seen papyrus or not? Papyrus. Okay. Uh, Biblos comes from papyrus. And Bible comes from papyrus. Okay. That's the name of the paper. And it turned to be you know, to, uh, used, to, to, used for signifying book. Okay. So, Biblia or Bible means simply book. Okay? Today we are using the singular form, the Bible, not the Bibles. Okay? So, but actually, the Biblia in plural form. Okay? This is another term for the name of the Bible. As I said, scroll and codex. Okay? And the language of the Old Testament, Hebrew, the Old Testament, Aramaic, a little bit, 268 verses. They are very similar, okay? Uh, for example, Daniel, 200 verses written in Aramaic. They are very similar. Yeah. And these are Hebrew different scripts. Have you ever seen these scripts or not? Okay, this is the oldest one. Oh, all of them are oldest, okay? Very old. Very old. You know? But this is alphabetic, okay? Alphabet. Actually, English alphabet come from, comes from this one. Do you know that? A, B, C, D comes from this. This script. This is not syllabic. You know what syllabic is? 
Japanese, okay? Consonant, vowel together, it's not convenient. But this is one, only consonant, not vowel, okay? By the way, not, not including the vowels, just consonant signs. And there is no A, there is no E, there is no A, there is no O, there is no U in these signs. Simply B, K, T, L, R. Okay, these consonants are written in these alphabet letters, okay? This ancient Hebrew script. These are modern Hebrew script, okay? Hodu, Laguna, as I said, Ho, Ho, Du, okay? Hodu, Laguna, Kito. What does it mean? Have you ever seen these scripts or not? Where? Okay, you can read it someday if you read, okay? If you learn. Very, very easy to learn. Anyone is interested in learning Hebrew? Yeah. I teach Hebrew, okay? These are Hebrew scripts. They write from right to left. From right to left. Different direction, okay? Uh, these are modern Hebrew. And we have texts before the discovery of the Dead Scrolls, very famous uh, Dead Sea Scrolls. And this, I'm, not, I'm skipping all these things, okay? Uh, how about the New Testament, okay? It's written in Greek, Koine Greek, okay? The Greek scripts here you can see. We call this Koine Greek, means common Greek. This Greek started, uh, began uh, to be used by the time of Alexander the Great. Okay? Uh, actually, I have one. It's just here. Okay. Uh, can you read Greek letters or not? You, you have seen these letters in your math textbook or in chemistry if you take it. You've seen that, right? You can read alpha, beta, sigma. Some letters in math, you, you are using them, right? Sigma. Do you know that? Okay. The Greek letters. Okay, okay I want to show some things, you know. The manuscript. Okay, before you just start how to read the Bible, I have several pages here. If you want, you can just take it. You can copy it. Uh, Actually, the book we are reading, okay, as I said, there's a version, it's a translation. It's a translation. Of course, by reading this book, no problem, you know, to become a believer, okay, as I uh, did. But sometimes, you know, some people are thirsty of the truth, you know, and not, they cannot be satisfied with this translated book. So they have to seek more, you know. As I did when I was, you know, a youngster, I just began to teach myself Greek. I wanted to read the Bible in original language, okay? And I did, I do it now, but, you know, I was more thirsty than actually than that. I was eager to read the Bible in manuscripts, okay? Manuscripts. We don't have the original handwriting. Written by Moses, we don't have it. Written by Paul, we don't have it. There is only one copy in the world, right? We don't have them, the original copies. We have only copies of copies of copies. Someone just copied the text before it, okay? So we have plenty copies of the Bible. We call them handwritings, not, not printing, okay? Handwriting, 
all these copies of handwriting, we call them manuscript. Manuscript. Okay? There are many, many, many biblical manuscripts in the world. But I want to show you the oldest one, okay? Of course, if you don't know all these things, it's okay for you to understand the Bible, but sometimes, you know, if you know a little bit, it is really helpful, okay? Okay, there is one, uh, do you know there's some amulet? Who doesn't know this meaning, the word mean? What is amulet? Huh? Something, you know, you just put in your body or in your pocket to protect you, right? Something like, for example, I can just, you know, make it as my, put just here the name of uh, God or Jesus. I just always, you know, put in my pocket, you know, kind of amulet. You understand? Okay, that's the meaning of this word. Emirate. There is one silver, made of silver, silver emirate written in the 7th century BC. Okay? It contains the passages of Numbers 6.24-25. Uh, numbers 6.24-25, that's the blessing of the priest. Okay, when I come here, I used to bless everybody after the meeting. especially for Chinese congregation in this passage, okay? In Hebrew, Yevrecha Adonai, Veshmurecha, Yair Adonai, Panavelecha, Bifnecha, Isa Adonai, Panavelecha, Yasem Lecha, Shalom. Okay? This in Hebrew, okay? May the Lord bless you and go s o n That's the meaning of this. Okay? This silver emirate has some biblical passages from Numbers 6, 24, 25. And it was written 7th century BC. Very old, right? Very old, you know? This is the stuff, okay? Emory Scroll. And this one was found in 1979. Where? In Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, okay? I know the exact place where it was found. Because I, you know, used to pass by that place every day, okay? And also the person, the archaeologist who found it, Gabriel Bakai, okay? This is the name of this archaeologist. He's a Jew. He was born in Jerusalem. You know, he turned to be my teacher of archaeology. So I know him personally. When I was in Korea at a university, actually he and his girlfriend, not his wife, I'm sorry. They're not believers, okay? They came to me and I just hosted them couple of, several days, you know? because he was my teacher anyway in Israel. Uh, I found this uh, amulet scroll in 1979. This is the oldest object which has any written scriptures from the Bible, okay? The oldest one, 7th century BC. That means the Bible actually was written long time ago. From when? From Moses' time. That was 15th century BC. But the oldest text we have, 7th century BC. Uh, this is the contents, okay? The Lord bless you, Yahweh bless you and keep you, the Lord make his fashion, etc., okay? And, okay, these are ancient Hebrew scripts. Do you see? If you want to see Yahweh, here is Yudevavye, from right to left. Yahweh, this is Yahweh, okay? This is a kind of, you can call, we don't call it biblical manuscript, but it's, it's, a, it's an object which has the whole uh, uh, contents of the Bible, okay? 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 Clear, right? You can see, Yudhe Bavi Yahweh, this is the name of Yahweh, Jehovah. 
Okay, it's interesting. Again, and this is the person who found this object in this tomb, ancient tomb, Israeli tomb. Okay, his name is Gavi Barkai. And this is the valley of Hinnom, Hinnom Valley, in this side, okay? The tomb is in this side. This side. It's, it's not a small one, you see? Three people, you know, lying down there. Okay? Inside the tomb, they found many objectives. One of them, this object, okay? And this is another uh, manuscript. This is a fragment, okay? It's just, you know, a part, a small part. Written, written on papyrus. Okay, it should be papyrus. This one, the oldest gospel fragment. We call it, we name it P52. When was it written? About 180. 180. You know, the gospels were written after the resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ, which means the earliest writing of the gospel, you know, must have been happened, you know, around 60, 80, okay? Not before 50, 80. I'm not sure about it. 50 or 60, 80. And this papyrus was written, copied, about 180. So this is the, one of the oldest texts which has the Bible, a portion of the Bible, okay? So we can see the Bible we are reading is an ancient book, actually. We are reading very, very old books. Then you have to ask the question, okay, do you, anyone still read uh, any book written about 100 years ago? First of all, you cannot find any book written about computer 100 years ago, perhaps 200 years ago. We don't have, okay? They didn't, simply, we didn't have computer at that time. So, you, can, you don't have to read. You, you cannot find, actually. How about, you know, There is still uh, some books uh, like Chinese classic, okay, uh, translated into English. Do you read some classic books or not? Do you read? Are they worth it? Can you learn something about computer, a cell phone from those books? No. Do you read the mythology of Greeks, the Greek mythology? Do you read it? Do you read it in Greek or in English? Okay. Do you like it? You like it? Okay. How about, do you read, read, you know, you can read about titans in the Greek mythology, right? But do you believe it or not? Why? Why don't you believe that? It's a myth, right? Then people will say, oh, take our Bible, okay, it's an ancient book, okay? It's like Greek mythology, it's kind of another myth, you know, it's a legend. Why do you have to believe it? You know, some people will take the Bible in this way, okay? Because this book is written many, many years ago, okay? The first part of the Bible was written by Moses about 3,400 years ago. I'm asking, are they still worthy to be read or not? You know, the New Testament was written almost 2,000 years ago. Are they worthy to be read or not? No? You have to be serious. You know? For me, I found Jesus, and I can say I found eternal life just by reading this book. You know? Without this book, I couldn't know Jesus, who Jesus was. So thanks to this book, I just turned to be a Christian. You know? It's a very important book for me. But I'm still asking the question, okay? This is the oldest papyrus manuscript. Continue. 
and this one. And someday, if you're interested, you can study all these things, okay? And this is one of the oldest, okay, a fragment. Uh, first century BC. It has some portion from the Old Testament, papyrus. Okay. Just, you know. What is this? What is this? This is the material for the famous papyrus paper, okay? Uh, Biblia comes from papyrus, the Bible comes from papyrus, okay? The book, that means book. This is, okay, as I said, scroll codex. This is scroll, right? And this is codex. And we're using the codex from the second century AD. So praise to God, you know, very convenient. You can hold the whole Bible, Old and New Testament together, okay? Very cheap, you know? If you lived 2,000 years ago, if you want to purchase the Bible, how, how much does it cost? Perhaps 20,000, more than that, okay? <laughs> perhaps, uh, perhaps 100,000, I don't know, altogether. All the Bible at that time. But today, you know, everyone can have this Bible. If you read, okay, let's go to, you have the Bible, right? Revelation, chapter 1. Revelation, chapter 1, verse 3. Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Can I invite one uh, to read aloud? One to read. Can you, please? Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy. Blessed are those who hear and think everything it says is important. The time when these things will come true. You can find three verbs in this passage. One is read. The second one is Here, the third one is keep. Okay? Let me ask a question. Among these three verbs, only one verb is written in singular form. What is that? Read, hear, keep. Reads, right? That's the only singular form. You know, someone who reads the Bible is a singular person. You know why? Only one person has the Bible, has this book, okay, the scroll that time. You know, this scroll was sent from John to the churches, and one person had to pick up this scroll to read. And the hearers, many, okay, in plural. The keepers are many also. So, at that time, only one Bible in one church, okay, especially this scroll of Revelation, which was sent to the churches, and one person reads aloud, and others listen, hear, and just keep. So it's not for everyone. Praise to God. Praise God. We just have codex. You know, Hodu Ladonai. What does it mean? You said, did you notice? I just said, you know, Hebrew English. Praise to God. You don't say it that way. I'm sorry. Okay, but I just uh, translate from Hebrew. Hodu uh, Ladonai. Codex. This is a codex. How about this scroll or codex? Scroll. How about this? What is this? This jar. This jar was a jar was holding these scrolls inside, which was found in this area. Okay? So they put in jar. Where do you put your Bible? In bookshelves, right? Someone else put your Bible, the Bible in jars? We don't do anymore, okay? So convenient. But they used to put in these jars to keep it. But today, 
you have, you know, even, you know, electronic Bible, you don't have to hold such a, you know, heavy book. What is this? Codex or scroll? Scroll. You know, it's written on parchment. When I say parchment, it's kind of leather, okay? Leather made. And it's wrote, written about 2nd and uh, 3rd century BC, 1st century CE, AD. This is another scroll. And how do you make papyrus? Uh, you can make it if you want. You can try this way, okay? Uh, just make this way. I tried when I was in Egypt, they just gave me, you know, to show. I just tried them, let me to try to make. And it's so fun. This is papyrus. Parchment is leather, okay? Uh, of course, comes from the animal skin, and you have to, you know, proceed it. You do something, some works, uh, just peeling the skin first and drying, I think, and sometimes dyeing. I don't know, sometimes dyeing. And this procedure needs expertise. And Paul, I believe, in your Bible, Paul was a tent maker, right? Paul was a tent maker, is it right? But, you know, there are some scholars like F. F. Bruce, he's English, British. Some scholars think the world should be translated a different way. Not tent makers, okay? There are some Jews, especially rabbis, they are trained to uh, deal with uh, making leather, leather making, okay? They're experts, actually. They know how to slaughter the animals, you know, as rabbis. They had to you know, spill the blood. in the right way, and they just need to make this skin for clothing and sometimes to writing, for writing. So, so this job, you know, is really nice job, you know. Paul was a, perhaps one of such person, okay? He was not tent maker at that time. Who needed tents, okay, except the soldiers? And people used to stay in houses, okay? So Paul probably was kind of uh, the leather maker, okay? He was able to make and deal with this, proceed all this. Leather, okay? Parchment. This is Codex, very old. Okay, it's written 9th century AD. 9th century AD. It's the Bible. Another Codex, another Codex. Simply I'm showing you. Okay, this is Leningrad Codex. You know, Leningrad, today, St. Petersburg, Russia, okay? And there, there's a library, they are holding this uh, manuscript, which this one has whole Old Testament in Hebrew. Okay? Today, the, the Old Testament you are reading in English or in Chinese, in any language, actually, there are translations of this codex. So, very important for all of us. Okay? When was it written? When was it written? Oh, you don't, I don't show you. Okay, when, does, when was it written? About 1,000 years ago, right? Okay, 1,000 years ago, some Jewish people, or one Jewish person, who is trained, okay, he's a scribe, he wrote, copied this text, okay? It's behind about more than 2,000 years from Moses. It's from Jesus, I'm about 1,000 years difference, okay? And I have another question, okay? This is a copy, not the original copy, okay? This is a manuscript. Can I trust it or not? 
Can I trust it or not? Can you trust it? Yeah, who copied this? Angel copied or man copied? Humans copied, right? Do angels make mistakes or not? In copying the text? Perhaps not, I don't know. How about human beings? Do they make? No or not? Yes or no? Perhaps yes. Okay. Anyway, this copy, this quote is very important. All the mankind today, they are reading the Old Testament from this book, okay? Translations from this codex. So if this codex has problems, you are in trouble. What can I do? You know, this one was written, copied 1008 AD, and about uh, from now on, 67 years ago, 1947. Is it 70 years ago? Okay. 1947. Bunch of scrolls are found in Israel, this area. We call that this is scrolls. Okay. One of them was full Isaiah scroll. And the scroll of Isaiah was written, the this is scroll was written earlier, 1,000, more than 1,000 years earlier than this codex. So here, just listen carefully, okay? I know. Sometimes it's boring. You know, listen carefully. Okay? You know, I just became a Christian by reading this book. I just found Jesus in this book. Just listen carefully, okay? Listen carefully, okay? Here's a Bible. Let's just take one book of this Bible. Isaiah, book of Isaiah. It was written when? 1,000 years ago, right? It's long ago, it's true, but It's just recent one, okay? And we found recently, 70 years ago, there's another book of Isaiah was found. The whole chapters, the whole book of Isaiah was found. That was written 1,000 years earlier than this book. Okay, that is, that's his scroll. We call that 1Q Isaiah A. Here is Leningrad Codex, okay? This one is older than this one by How many years? 1,000 years. This was written, copied about Jesus' time, even before that, actually, okay? More than 1,100 years ago than this one. Which one is more valuable? This is grow, this one. Why? Older is better? So your dad is much better than you because he's older than you, right? No. <laughs> okay, 1,000 years difference. I had a chance to compare every detail between this in Hebrew, okay, and this this course. And I was shocked. I was shocked. You know, I was a little bit suspicious of this manuscript. You know why? This Leningrad Codex was copied by a Jew who was not a Christian, okay? who didn't believe in Jesus Christ. He copied this Word of God by handwriting about 1,000 years ago. But another manuscript, we call it 1Q Isaiah A, okay? from that, this area, 
was copied more than you know, 2,000 years ago, about 1st or 2nd century BC, it was copied. By a Jew, another Jew, we don't know his name. This one we know, approximately, okay? And this one was copied 1,000 years earlier than this copy. Then I will think, perhaps, okay, perhaps this will be more valuable, nicer than this one. When I compared all the details, I was shocked. You know why? In this scroll, manuscript, I found many mistakes. Because I am trained to, you know, compare all these things. There are many mistakes, many changes, many corrections in this manuscript. But this one is so nice. You know, I can say, I can find tiny mistakes, you know, errors in copying the text in this text. I can say, you know, I have to say it, but another one, 1,000 years early, earlier than this one, has so many mistakes, you know. There are many corrections. You can just, I can show you actually if you want someday. I have it in my, not the original, the photocopies, okay. That means, uh, in a sense, God has protected His Word, even though it was written by humans, it was transmitted, it, it was transmitted by humans, it was copied by humans, but He has His own way to protect. Of course, I cannot deny there are some mistakes, you know, tiny, tiny, minor mistakes in the written manuscript. So, when we have these translations, you know, I can say, I have to say actually, you know, I'd say there are some very minor, okay, very tiny errors in these translations. I know that, okay. That's the fact. But even though you have such a fact, for me, there's no problem at all to believe in Jesus Christ just by reading this book, you know. To know Jesus Christ by reading this book, you know. God is brave enough to allow just tiny mistakes in these manuscripts. No problem for Him. So saying to God, we can know Jesus Christ by this book, you know. There's only one book if you want to know Jesus Christ. There's the Bible, okay. If you read other books, you cannot find Jesus Christ, you know. Sometimes I, I don't even recommend any books written about the Bible, you know. There are so many books written about the Bible, you know, commentaries, you know, exegesis, we call so-called exegesis. Some, you know, sermons, you know, written, you know, filed together in a book, you know. Actually, I don't recommend all these books, you know. We can make more mistakes, okay? But the Bible is the only book which shows who Jesus is. You know, so important. Okay, let's continue. So, this is scroll, okay? We have this gift, great gift from God. Okay? God has given us His you know, words to us. So, you want to know God, you have to read a book. You have to read the Bible. You know, if you don't read the Bible, you cannot know God, you cannot know Jesus. No, if you are not interested in reading the Bible, that means you are not interested in Jesus, right? Even though you say you praise the Lord, Oh Lord, I love you, you will say it, right? But the problem, if you are not interested in reading the Bible, that proves, that proves that you don't love Jesus. You are lying to yourselves. Okay? I don't want to lie. I don't want to become a liar. When I say, Oh Lord, I praise you. Oh Lord, I love you. I really want to love him. If I don't love him, I won't say I love him, okay? But 
Have you ever said to your parents, Daddy, I love you? Have you ever said that or not? Mom, I love you. Do you say every day? Do you really love them or not? Do you love your parents or not? Do you love? Are you sure? Can you prove it? How can you prove it? Huh? Obey them. That's good. Okay. If you love your parents, you will listen to them. You, you'll obey them, right? If you don't obey them, that proves you are not loving them, okay? You pay attention to what they say to you, okay? So if you love God, you'll pay attention to what God says to you, okay? If you are not paying attention to God, you're not loving God. So, how to read the Bible? It's very simple. The more you love God, the more you will read the Bible, you know? The less you love God, the less you will read the Bible. That's the conclusion, okay? The more you love God, you know, you naturally, you just become a Bible reader, you know. You are more interested in reading the Bible. Just open the Bible and talk. You want to listen to Him, okay? Do not lie to yourself, okay? If you don't love God, do not say, I love God, okay? Jesus, if you don't love Jesus, do not say, oh Lord, I love you. Do not sing, even do not sing, okay? If you really love Him, just say it, okay? Speak it out. Do not lie to God. Do not lie to yourself. Okay. Uh, this is one of the deaths course. We continue. You know. The reason I show you all these things, you know, uh, I want to start from the beginning, you know. What is the Bible? What is the origin of all these manuscripts? And then we can just, you know, come to the uh, very concrete uh, examples. Okay. These are, you know, Greek codex holding the New Testament. Is a Greek. This is Samaritan Pentateuch, another manuscript, okay? Samaritan Pentateuch. The Samaritans, about less than 1,000 Samaritans are alive today. Less than 1,000 Samaritans, okay? In Jesus' time, there are many Samaritans, but today, less than 1,000 Samaritans in the whole world. Only 1,000, less than 1,000. Half of them living in Israel's side. And half of them living in uh, in Arab side, West Bank. Okay, I had a chance to visit them to talk with them because they speak Hebrew. So that's that's how I was able to communicate with them. They still ah, there are still, but they only read five books of Moses. They don't read Samuel. They don't read Daniel. They don't read the New Testament. Okay, only five books of Moses. Okay, so this is written in Samaritan script. Uh, this is for okay. I'll show you, you know, what had what was found in the this area. Psalms, the copy of Psalms, you know, was most common among them. Uh, Deuteronomy, the second. Enoch, you don't know this book, right? It's not in our Bible, you know. It's out of the Bible, but it was very important to the Jewish people in the earlier period. Even uh, in our New Testament, Jude, who was the brother of Jesus Christ, and Peter, in their letters, they mentioned you know, some passages which are so similar to the contents of this book. Anno, okay? I don't mention this today. This is Israel, this is Dead Sea, and in this area, so many manuscripts were found. Very, very ancient manuscripts. We call them Dead Sea Scrolls. So we have a bunch of manuscripts. Bible manuscripts, you know. 
That means you know, many, many people were interested in reading the Bible and copying the text, even though it cost a lot of money, actually, at that time. This is this, yeah? Have you ever been here? Anyone? You don't have to swim. You can float around, you know? So funny. Have you ever been here? Anyone? Okay. Did you try it? So easy. Easy. <laughs> you can simply, you know, lie down, you know. Simply. No, you're afraid of water. That's why. <laughs> It's easy. Try next time, okay? Very nice place to visit, okay? This is Kumnan area. Many manuscripts were found here. And Wait, was that the Dead Sea over there? Yeah, do you want to go back there? Dead Sea? Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is the deepest point in the world, Earth's surface. Uh, in the United States, the lowest point in this country, I remember, is 90 or 89 meters below the sea level. That's in Death Valley in California. That's what I heard, okay? The lowest point on the surface of the earth in this country, there's 89 or 90 meters below the sea level, okay? But here, in this tiny country, very close to the Mediterranean Sea, the Dead Sea, the surface of the Dead Sea, 400 meters lower than Mediterranean Sea. That's the lowest point in the world's surface, you know. It's worthy to visit. Very interesting place. You'll like it, okay? When do you want to go there? Next year? Uh, I'm planning to go next year, okay? I lived here almost 10 years. So I, I miss this place, actually. BJS, uh, this is Desi, okay? Many, many biblical manuscripts were found in this area. You see the caves here? In this cave, especially number four, we call it number four. Many, many manuscripts, many, many fragments were found. Okay? Very interesting place. Very dry. Okay. Just continue. Oh, cave by cave. Okay? When they found you know, the jars inside the cave, and also the scrolls inside the jars, the real jars, okay? Uh, if you are interested in understanding the Bible, I have uh, 30 more minutes and we can have break, lunch. Uh, if you know the calendar of the Bible, it's very useful, okay? Okay, let me ask you a question. How many of you No Gregorian calendar. Raise your hands. What is Gregorian calendar? How many days do you have in a week? Actually, there's nothing to do with the Gregorian calendar. It has, you know, uh, it's related to the Bible, actually. How many days do you have in a month? How many days do you have in a month? 29 or 30 or 31? 30, 31. 31, 30, no, I'm sorry, 
31 January, 28 February, 31 March, and April 30, and May 31, June 30, July 31, August 31, August 31, okay. September, how many days? 30. How about October? How about November? How about December? Do you know February 29th? In my seminary where I teach him, uh, there's one uh, minister, okay, female. Her birthday is February 29th. What does it mean? <laughs> We call it lip year, okay? Lip year. That year has, okay, 29 days February, okay? For me, my birthday, very close to 28 of February. But that year didn't have 29, okay? I was just, I was going just before, you know, the final days. Anyway, uh, in Gregorian calendar, you have, how many days do you have in a year? 365. But sometimes you have, how many days do you have? 366, every four years, right? Is that right? This year is nine, uh, 2017, right? Do you have 27 or not? 29, I'm sorry. February. No, you don't have, okay? Perhaps after three years you'll have, right? Okay, that's the Gregorian calendar. Very convenient. We call it solar calendar. You got it. Now, how many of you know Chinese calendar? Raise your hand. How many of you know Chinese calendar? Okay, how many months do you have in a year in Chinese calendar? How many months? Twelve months. But sometimes, you know, one more month, one more extra month, okay? We call it leap month, okay? There's a Chinese calendar. But there's another problem, okay? Difference, not problem, okay? How many days do you have in Chinese lunar calendar? 29, 30. 29, 30, 29, 30, 29, 30, 29. It's not 31, 30, okay? In Chinese calendar, you have 30 days or 29 days. How about 28 days? Does Chinese calendar month have 28 days or not? No, it doesn't have, okay? Just only 30, 29, 30, 29. But the difference, big difference, Chinese calendar has sometimes extra month. The whole month, not one day, okay? We call it lean month. Now, the Chinese calendar is very close to the biblical calendar. So if you know Chinese calendar, you can understand biblical calendar. The time much better, okay, than other people. Okay, let's continue with this Chinese calendar first, okay? There's a cycle between, okay... The calendar actually was installed by God in the universe, okay? He, did, he gave us this clock, the big clock. Okay, just pay attention to me, okay? Look at me. You have here the sun. We call it sol, solar, okay? Sol means, okay, the sun, sol. In some languages, we have the sun. We have the earth, okay? And we have, you know, we can calculate the cycle 
the Earth makes around the Sun. How long does it take to make one cycle? Here's the Sun, here's the Earth, okay? How many days do you need you know, to make one cycle? 365 point something, okay? That's the solar year, the days of the solar year, okay? Gregorian calendar. But here, here's the Earth and here's the Moon. And the Moon makes one cycle, okay? Circle. How many days do you need? About? 29.5 something, okay? That's why lunar calendar has for one month 30 days or 29 days, okay? But there's a problem. It's very easy to observe, you know? Today, anyone observed the moon last night? I don't know. I didn't go out, okay? Let's say it's a full moon. And in Chinese calendar, what's the date? It's full moon. Huh? r o is a full moon by Chinese calendar, which date? 15th. How about half moon? Just upside, you know, swollen. Half moon. It's about five, I'm sorry, seven, eight. Half moon, another side, the other side, 22, 20. How do you know that? How about the new moon? The first moon. The first day, okay? Uh, uh, usually the first moon, the new moon, you, know, you can see only after sunset, very short time. And the half moon, the first half moon, you can see from, from uh, until the midnight, I think. Uh, am I right? I think I'm right. And the full moon, you can see the whole light. <laughs> Praise the Lord, you know. He's giving us light for whole light using this full moon. About the another half moon, you can see from, I think, from midnight, just half a night, you can see the half moon. Okay, that's the cycle of the moon, you know, against the, the earth. Mankind, they began to notice this, and they used this. They didn't develop, okay, they just found out the calendar, you know, written on the universe. God has put, installed it over there. So, In the Bible, as in Chinese calendar, you have for one month, how many days do you have? How many days? 29 or 30 days. But the problem, after one year cycle, or after two years, three year cycles, the days you have all together, in, in sum, you know, you sum up all the days, you know, there is difference every year with the solar, uh, the earth against the, the, the sun, the cycle, That is 365.5, uh, 0.2 something, okay? And the moon against the earth, 29 point something, okay? So 12 months make only 354 days. Okay, I'll show you. Okay, here, here we go. Uh, okay, here. The lunar month, about, so let's look at here, okay? 29.5 some days, okay? Solar years, 365 something, okay? And you just sum up 12 lunar months, there's difference between these days and 12 uh, copper, 10, uh, this one, okay? The difference is about 11 days. Which means after two or three years, the, cli the weather, the climate is different, okay? 
In Israel, they used to do uh, uh, the harvest time was in the first month, first month. But after three years, you cannot do anymore. Okay, the barley is not ripen yet, the wheat is not ripen yet. You cannot harvest yet. What do you do? Just add another month. You know, they have to harvest only in the first month. So for the purpose, they had to after three years, sometimes after two years, and they had to one more month. Okay? That is the leap month. That's the lunar calendar. That is the Bible calendar, biblical calendar. Okay? Uh, if you know the Chinese calendar, actually, you can grasp this idea very easily. But if you don't know Chinese calendar, you cannot understand Israel. Anyway, okay, I just skip this one. It starts here. Okay? This is new moon, day one or day two. This is half moon, day seven or day eight. This one, you know, close to full moon, day 13, 14. How about this one? 15. How about this one? 16, 17. How about this one? 22, 23. How about this one? 28, 29. Okay. This is the cycle of the moon, phases of the moon. Okay. And this one you can see only after sunset, very short time. And this one you can see about uh, till midnight, I think. And this one from midnight you can see until the morning, okay? This one you can see whole light. Praise the Lord, you know? He, give us, he gives us light, you know, using this full moon, the whole light. Like this one, you just, you hardly notice this, okay? Just after sunset, just very short time. And then it disappears, you know? Because it's coming out before the sun. So you can you hardly see during the daytime. And this is new moon. And the Chinese calendar as well as the biblical calendar, we do not call their lunar calendar. Exact name, the correct name is Luni or Lunar Solar Calendar, okay? This combination of the cycles of the moon and the earth against the the earth and the sun. Okay? That's the combination, very smart way of calculating. Now, just you know, give some you know, a test. I want to give you some test. Uh, okay, according to the biblical calendar, I think you understand. Uh, let's read Genesis, okay? Genesis. I hope you can understand all these things. Okay. The rain started in Noah's flood. Rain started the second month, the day 17. How about the size of the moon? It's waning from the full moon, right? Just almost close to full moon. Smart. Great. Okay. And raining started on this day. They left the ark the second year, the second month, and the day 27. Okay, let me ask a question here. From this day, Noah was 600 years old, okay? That was the second month, and day 17. The rain started. And this one, Noah was 601 years old. Second month, again, 27 date, okay? How long did it take? How many days? How many days? How many days? 
How many days? Okay, Noah was 600 years old, okay? The second month, day 17. Noah 601, and second month 27. How many days difference? How many days, okay? 300? Why don't you say 365? It is one year plus how many days? So? One year plus 10 days. How many days all together? Three? 75. And you say? 365. Why do you say 365? Huh? You are smart enough. You know. Great. You are the first one. I got the first you know, correct answer. May the Lord bless you, okay? He's correct. That's right. You're not right, okay? This is not Gregorian calendar, okay? Thank you for you know, participating, okay? This is not Gregorian calendar. One year has already... How many days? How many days do you have for one year? About three, five, four days, okay? 354 days for one year. And you add 10 days, it becomes almost 365 days. You are right. Okay? This is a biblical calendar. And okay, another test. Do you know Passover? Do you know Passover? Passover. Passover, which month in the Bible? First month, right? First month. And which day? Day 14 or 15. In the evening of day 14, first month, they slaughter the what, lamb. And they cook it, barbecue, okay? They grill it. And they eat. You know, they have to do that 14th evening of the first month. And okay, you just go out, you know, just look at the sky. What is the size of the moon? Then night. How do you know that? Are you sure? Yes, you're sure, okay? This Furman, okay? And the people of Israel, they left Egypt, you know, just that night. They ate the lamb and they stayed at home. They couldn't go out because out, you know, the angel of death was killing all the firstborn in Egypt, including. Uh, all the livestock. They couldn't go out, you know. They stayed at home. They couldn't sleep, perhaps. Then, I think very early in the morning, perhaps 4 a.m. or 3 a.m., they left Egypt. That was day 15. The 15. How about the size of the moon that night? Yeah, full moon, okay? Yes. On the full moon, the people of Israel were leaving Egypt, okay? In the desert, to the desert. That was, that was full moon. How about uh, tabernacle? Do you know this feast? Tabernacle, okay? That is seventh month, month seven, and the day also 14th evening, okay? 14th evening of seventh month. The first day of tabernacle starts from the 14th of Seventh month.
how's the size of the firmament? Uh, moon. <laughs> I gave the answer already, okay? Firmament again, okay? Seventh month, almost 15, okay? 14, 15, almost the same. In Chinese calendar, you have, how, how do you say, eight month, 15. How do you call it? Chinese, what? I'm sorry? So how do you translate it into English? Sorry? You're not sure? Moon Festival, Zhongzhouzhe, okay? When do you celebrate Zhongzhouzhe? Full moon or small moon? New moon. Full moon. That is eight month full moon, okay? You know, the same day, according to the biblical calendar, it's almost same with the first day of tabernacle. I don't know the relation, you know, between Zhongzhouzhe and the first day of tabernacle. I have no idea, but the same day, actually. They are celebrating the same day, full moon. So in the Bible, they celebrate on full moon. The Europeans, the, the Western people, they are afraid of full moon. You know that story? I don't know why, you know. I don't know why. In the Bible, they celebrate this day, but the Westerners, they are afraid of this. Okay? Uh, if you are familiar with this biblical calendar, you can calculate many, many times, chronology, okay? Sometimes it's very important. I hope you can catch up, okay? Let me just, you know, give you another example and after then we can take a break. You know this guy, Jacob. He was a twin. And his twin brother is called? Esau, okay? There's another twin in the New Testament. Anybody knows his name? There's another twin in the Gospels, okay? Anybody knows the name of this twin? His name is called Twin. Thomas. Thomas. Thomas means Twin, okay? Thomas means Twin in Aramaic. And his Greek name was Twin, okay? So you had to translate it. Thomas was called Didymus, something like that. Okay, it means Twin, okay? I'm sure he was a Twin, okay? Thomas was Twin. By legend, we say, they say, Thomas went to India to preach the gospel. So many Indian Christians are called by Thomas. And they like this man, okay, Thomas. That means twin, okay, Jacob was a twin. This guy, okay, let's see the history of this guy, okay. He had to leave his parents, you know why? Because his twin brother, Esau, tried to kill him. You know this story very well, right? So he had to run away from his parents, from his brother, actually. Let me ask you a question. How old was he when he ran away from his brother? Just guessing, okay? He had to run away from his brother, right? How old was he? Is it possible? I thought he was younger. Who told you that? <laughs> so fast, okay? Can you think about this? You know, in this you know, page, Jacob fled Esau when he was 77 years old. It's almost impossible. You didn't think this way. You thought perhaps teenage, perhaps 20s, or 30s, I don't know, you know. But you can actually calculate the age, okay? Actually, you can calculate the age. 
Okay, let's start from this, okay? Jacob, he moved to Egypt, you know, taking his whole family, he moved to Egypt because of his son, Joseph. He was there, he was a prime minister, right? He invited his parents and also his brothers and their family, households. He just invited all of them, okay? So the Egyptian government issued the immigration visa, okay? And they came to Egypt, all the family. The Bible says he was, Jacob was 130 years old, okay? The Bible says very clearly. He immigrated to Egypt when he was 130 years old. And let me ask another question. Then, that time, how old was Joseph? If you know the Bible story, you can tell me, okay? How old was Joseph? 20s, yes or not? When? 57. Huh? 57? How did you get this number? No, my question is very easy to understand, okay? When Jacob came to move to Egypt, how old was Joseph? Okay, let me give you some numbers. 30, right? 30, 30, simply 30. Correct or not? Okay. <laughs> okay, Joseph was sold by his brothers to Egypt when he was 17 years old. Who is 17 years old right now? In your age, Joseph was sold by his brothers, okay, to Egypt as a slave. So miserable. And how many years did he spend there? Sometimes at least two years in prison, seven, 13 years altogether. He suffered a lot. He became 30 when he was in the prison, still in the prison. All of a sudden, he was released from the prison. He was 30 years old. All of a sudden, he became the interpreters, interpreter of the dreams, okay? All of a sudden, he became the prime minister of Egypt. How old was he? 30. So he suffered th 13 years, okay? 30 years old, he became the prime minister of Egypt. And how many good years? Seven years. Did he, his parents come to Egypt or not? Not yet, okay? So he became 37. Meantime, he had children, two boys, okay? 37, his brothers didn't come yet, okay? One more year, famine, okay? He became 38. His brothers came first time. And the second time, he just, you know, revealed himself to his brothers. He was 39, two years after the beginning of the famine. Famine, okay? So he was 39 years old. When his brothers and with, his, with their father, they moved to Egypt. Okay, go back. Jacob moved to Egypt. How old was he? 130. And that time, at the same time, same year, how old was Joseph? 39. That means when Joseph was born, how old was Jacob? You know, father 130, the son 39. When Joseph was born, how old was Jacob? 90 what? 91. Is that right? 
Is that right? 91? Yes, 91. When Jacob was 91, okay, in other words, when Joseph was born, where was Jacob? He lived in New York or where? Egypt? Where? I'm sorry? Where did Jacob live? When he had this son, Joseph. Say the law. Padanaram, okay? That is his uncle's house, right? He was away from his hometown. He was not in the land of Canaan. He was in, with his uncle. 20 years. He served his uncle 20 years, right? Laban, his name. In Syria, today, Syria. Seven years for the wife, Rachel. Another seven years again for the same wife, Rachel, because he was deceived by his uncle. And the six years, last six years, to make money, okay? Altogether, seven, seven, six years, 20 years, he served his uncle, okay? And Joseph was born within these 20 years. Actually, the Bible says, after 14 years, okay? After 14 years, Joseph was kind of the last boy among 11 who was born in that area, okay, in Patanara. That means, 91, Jacob was, okay, when Joseph was born, and 14 years ago from that time, Jacob fled to Patanara. How old was he? How old was he? 77. So if you know all these numbers and if you count, calculate, you can find out Jacob was 77 years old. Was he married or not that time? He married or not? Not yet. He was single. That means, that means a lot to me. This man, Jacob, he, he was obedient to his parents. How do I know? He was single until age 77. You know, this family is very special. They didn't allow the boys marry off the Gentile girls. But his, his brother, twin brother, Esau, he married when he was 40 years old. Okay? He married Canaanite woman. Not one, two, and added more. Okay? But Jacob was obedient to his parents. I know many Christians, I don't know why, they don't like Jacob. Do you like Jacob or not? Do you like Jacob or not? I don't know many Christians don't like Jacob. I don't know why. No? But this man is really faithful. He's really obedient to his parents. That's why he stayed a singer until this age. He married age 84, after seven years. So you can calculate all these ages. Okay, as so I said, it's time to have a break. You know, if you know, just a minute, just give me two minutes, a couple of minutes, okay? I'm afraid it's so boring for some of you, okay? Too young to understand, I don't know. Just wait a minute. You know, this afternoon will be fun, okay? Not this morning. Okay, if you know this calendar, okay, then we can understand the meaning of the feasts, the biblical feasts, okay? There are Passover, Tabernacle, and Pentecost. You know, there are many fest, feasts, okay, festivals. 
And they are, all of them have meanings. They are related to Jesus. They are related to the Holy Spirit also. So God already has put, you know, all the signs, you know, in the feasts. So actually, if you are familiar with this feast, we can know, you know, what's going on on the earth, you know. What's the plan of God for us, you know. You can figure out. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I give thanks to you uh, for this morning session. I hope that uh, our young people, this generation, can understand and enjoy your word. We give thanks to you because you gave this Bible, your word, for us as a great gift. When we say we love you, we love Christ, I believe if someone loves you, uh, he or she will be interested in reading the Bible. And the more time they will spend, you know, in reading the Bible. We just pray that this Bible can be enjoyable to us, each of us. And we can enjoy your word every day. And we can learn, we can know Jesus Christ more clearly. And we can love Jesus more than before. And we just work with you day by day. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.